You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Husker CuzCast for all podcast updates and more. We have a new format that we are trying out now. Uh, We are going to be recording... Our game reactions on Sunday nights. Episodes will be available Monday mornings. Then Tuesday night, we will record our game previews with those episodes available Wednesday morning. So uh, this sounded like a great idea in August when we talked about this. But as we're looking at an 0-2 start on the year with a 36-14 meltdown (laughs) at Colorado... Uh, I, I don't know how long we'll do this, but we're going to try to do this as long as we can. Tyler, you were at the game. You got some tickets late. What was your, uh, describe the atmosphere there in Boulder. Talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, first of all, thank you. Uh, doubt either of you two are listening, but thank you to Will and Chris for helping me hook me up on tickets. Uh, it was awesome. I got a notice on Friday morning of a ticket available and made the decision to drive up the boulder and it was amazing it was a great atmosphere to start the game and you know i had someone throw a corn cob at my head but it, it you know all good things i had great seats and sit down and then the game happened and the wheels fell off and guys i'll tell you i've been to a lot of road games a lot of things have happened to me after games i've never had a worse experience leaving a stadium than colorado really i had about a dozen Colorado come up to me and say they're sorry. <laughs> Colorado fans felt pity on me. It was like I was like I wanted the frat boys to tell me to go f myself. I wanted them to keep throwing corn cobs on my head, but it was like you've had enough. You 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 had a you have this team to live with this season, and we we understand what that's like. And I'm serious. I had multiple fans come up to me. Say, man, college football would be good if you guys could get back. And they're like, that's not what you want, Colorado. You want them cussing at you, throwing bottles of pee or something. I don't want to get, but like. Only Tyler wants bottles of piss thrown at him. (laughs) I don't want a Colorado fan to feel sorry for me. I don't want that in my life. We have, that's how far we have come to be pitied by Colorado. I want to go back to the corn cob thrown at your head. What was your reaction there? Did you duck like uh, George Bush oh. did when the shoe was thrown at him? Did you try I to catch full, it with your teeth? I went full Neo on it. I I, I went to the <laughs> side. I mean, it, it, yeah, this guy's like, this guy's like, hey, I got some corn for you, and chucked it. Wow. And and yeah, but it nope, I, he missed because he has the aim of Jeff Sims and uh, couldn't hit me. So. So I mean, but what is the game like? Game reaction or? the uh, game atmosphere. I mean, Husker fans on TV, it looked like there was a lot of red there. Were they loud? Um, yeah, you know, so I was sitting in a very primary Husker section. Um, so we could definitely hear the cheering around us. Um, I was looking at Colorado, the opposite side. It looked predominantly Colorado. I would, I would have said 80, 20, um, seeing some of the aerials shots. Definitely. There was a lot more red than I could see from my corner. Um, but, Yo, I mean, it was, again, I thought the Colorado fans, they were loud. I mean, they, I, I went there in 2019. This was a much more lively Colorado crowd than it was in 2019. Um, So, yeah. Only Tyler can talk so loud to get picked out of a stands to get a corn cob thrown at his head. This happened in the stadium, Tyler? No, right. it happened walking into the stadium. Walking in. But, I, oh. but what I will say, though... Um, and there, there was a Nebraska fan walking in that got into a fight and it's because the Nebraska fan went and took a Colorado fans Dion cowboy hat off his head and took off running with it. And he started getting beat up and I was like, I'm not going to help you. Sorry, dude. Like, don't (laughs) be that guy. Like, like when you, there's rules of etiquette someday. Like we could talk about on this podcast on going to the road stadium and, Generally, you try to keep your head down until your team starts to win. And if your team sucks, 
you don't try to be worse about it because you're not going to win those fights. Hey, speaking of etiquette, you sent uh, Derek and I a text uh, Saturday morning that you paid $35 for two beers. Yeah. What? How big were these beers? And what? what they're 24-ounce Coors Lights. And, yeah, they, they need to etiquette at the Colorado. They, first of all, concessions continue to be as awful there. Wait, Figure that was that at the concessions? Yes, yeah, so it, it was at the game, yes. Holy cr- Gummies yeah. are cheaper, right? Uh, yeah, and that probably would have been a lot more mellow. But, yeah, it, it was <laughs> – one of these days I'm going to learn. One of these days I am going to learn, guys. All right, Derek, I, I got to get you in here because uh, after this 36-14 loss, you know, the overall story of the uh, – the, sto- the big storyline out of the game is basically Jeff Sims, right? Tell us about Jeff Sims here. What what happened here? He earned a nickname. Did he? Yeah, it's Jeff the Weatherman Sims. Weatherman Sims. Yeah, he's the only one that can fuck up this much and keep his job. <laughs> that, that's an insult to weathermen all around the world, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. This, this was. I, I thought last week's performance was bad. I, I really did. Now I see this week's performance, I'm like, holy shit, it can get worse. I This this coaching staff, and, and Matt Rule just pissed me off even more when he came out and said, there is absolutely no thought of bringing in Henrik Harburg over Jeff Sims during this game until he got hurt. Yeah, at halftime. Like, really? Yeah. Here, here's my biggest problem with it. And I, and I'm going to talk about this for a second. Because Gabe Irvin... Had had a fumble. I, I don't. There, the announcers were making it all out to be Jeff Sims' fault. I've seen media make it to be Jeff Sims' fault. I'm, I'm not placing blame on who, whoever you want to blame. I don't give a shit. The thing is, after Gabe Irvin fumbled that ball, he had one carry after that. And if you could sit, you could sit here and say, "Well, it was in the fourth quarter. We were throwing the ball more." No, 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 no. Ramirez Johnson had eight carries in that fourth quarter. So, so after that, so he was held accountable for that fumble. Anthony Grant got zero carries this game after that one fumble last game. And yet, Jeff Sims can come out here and fumble the ball three times, throw interceptions, do whatever he wants, and not get held accountable. So, <clears throat> there, there's a problem saying, with that. that oh, there, there's a huge problem with it. I, there was, there would have been absolutely zero problem with sitting Jeff Sims for a series or two. This isn't baseball. Once you pull a guy out, you can bring him back in. Well, there was no problem just sitting him for a series or two and say, look, you need to calm down and figure this shit out. Because, no, we're not putting up with these fumbles. We're not putting up with the interceptions. Watch the game for a little bit. Tyler. Well, so I I think that... I guess there, there's multiple ways to attack this Jeff Sims I, I, equation. I hope we get through it, but I, I think where I would like to start is put the tur- let's put the turnovers to the side for a moment, because I think that there's a lot we're going to talk about there. You know, when Matt Rule came here, he referenced the Tom Osborne era. He referenced the '90s. I don't know why he decided to bring the passing attack of the '90s to Nebraska. Like he took the worst part of the Scott, uh, Tom Osborne 90s era and brought it there because like the turnovers aside, Jeff Sims can't throw the football. Like he he threw 15 times for 100 yards. Jeff Sims has more interceptions already this season than the 1995 Nebraska team threw the whole season. I, I understand the turnovers, but the, the turnovers aside, but like he threw for a hundred yards, like he is not like. Yeah, we well, just just to, just to reference that, <clears throat> we are 129th in pass offense right now at 116 and a half yards a game. Who are we ahead of the service academies? Uh, so I, I, I wrote that down just so, cause I knew that question would come, uh, Navy, Sam Houston state, Uni- university of Louisiana, Monroe and air force are the only teams with less army has more passing yards than we have. Yeah. It, it's just, it, it's, and then, so I had someone talk to me about this and they said, okay, Jeff, well, we didn't, we knew Jeff Sims wasn't a passer. 
he's a good running quarterback. And he did have the one long touchdown. It was a good run. But I, I sit there and I say, okay, well, is he as good as Adrian Martinez? Is he as good as Tommy Armstrong? Is he as good as Taylor Martinez? Oh, no, no, and no. So in the last 12 years, he's the fourth or fifth best running quarterback Nebraska's had. Like, he's not that good at even running the ball. So his strength, he isn't good at. Like, it is... To, to be fair, Henrik Harburg averaged more yards per carry than he did. Yes! Like, it's just, he, he is not dynamic running the football. He's He had that one long run, and that was it. That was his only saving grace right there. Well, it, remember, sack yards count. They, they talk, he only got sacked twice, though. Like, the, the, there is, the, I'm not saying that the offensive line played great. I'm not saying, and the wide receivers, I'm not saying played great. And I'm not saying the running backs played great. But, guys, there is a clear, there is a clear problem. And it's that Jeff said, I mean, Adam Character came out and said, I coach middle school kids, and his player reminds me. He, he is not, I, I don't understand this. And, and I guess my overarching theme the turnovers aside, which I do think we need to dive through that, it is criminal that Matt Rule said, this is the guy. Like, he went, there is no way he looked good in spring. There's no feasible way you can convince me this guy looks like he could play college football at this level. Let me just bring up one more thing that Matt Rule said that pissed me off. Now that you mentioned that, we're a better team than what we're showing right now. My God, how many times have we heard that shit? Yeah. But, like, I mean, how do you... I mean, so I don't know if he was sold the bill of gold, uh, goods from Jeff Collins. But, I mean, Justin, I mean, I mean, is there any way you believe that Jeff Sims looks good in practice from what you've seen from him on no, Saturdays? No, So, if we go back, you know, you talk about the spring game a little bit. We saw all the turnovers that we had in the spring game. Four turnovers, I believe, right? And then we've had four turnovers in every single game since then. I'm sensing a pattern. I will go back to the spring game and thought, and I probably part of it was me trying to believe in Jeff Sims. Maybe because I know that a lot of people didn't think that he looked overly, you know, he didn't look great. I thought he looked good in the spring game. I thought he looked uh, uh, for, you know, being in the system just that spring. Everybody's trying to learn. I thought that he could grow, but I think he has regressed from the spring game. From er- from what we saw in the spring game, he is a worse quarterback. In fact, I think he got worse from game one to game two. Uh, oh, he absolutely got worse from game one to game two. I mean, which is just, supposed to be the biggest improvement in the coaches. The the way that he turned the ball over against Colorado, I mean, twice just f- dropping the snap, just dropping the snap. They're not bad snaps. This isn't. Oh, they're right in his hand. Yeah. This isn't back in the days when Nebraska thought we had uh, center snap issues a couple of years ago. Nothing I mean, like he, that. He was, shot is solid. He, he was so off that he had the center snap the ball and hit the man in motion. Yeah. I mean, there was that mistake. And, you know, we're lucky that uh, Lindenmeyer jumped on the ball there. Uh, his interception... You know, I, I guess you can give credit to Colorado for raiding the eyes, <laughs> but I mean, it, it was it was bad. It, it was, but he, and, he, is, and he, he is regressing. But the thing is, is like we've had quarterbacks that turn it over, and not the clip clip that Jeff Sims does for sure. But like Adrian Martinez, obviously had his turnover issues. But the thing is, Adrian could also in one play make an amazing play. And change the game. And he could have a drive where he could complete multiple passes in a row. Jeff Sims is not capable of completing multiple passes in a row. Like, it is... Not, not past 10 yards. He cannot throw the ball past 10 yards. His completion percentage this year in under 10 yards is still 100%. Yeah. What's his completion? The past 10 yards, it's like well under 50%. It, and, and So I had this question about this. I feel that a lot of people blame Satterfield. I think Satterfield has done everything in his power to protect Jeff Sims in these games. He only asked him to throw 15 times. Like they're not asking him to do a lot. Like they're they're giving they're they're saying, "Hey, like we said going into this game, Gabe Irvin needs to eat." Well, until Gabe Irvin kind of fumbled it, he ate. 
He got the carries. We we ran the game plan we all asked for. We did everything we could to protect Jeff Sims. All we needed Jeff Sims to do was catch the ball and hand it off to someone. Which I I to go here, like I I would have never guessed at this point that I say, hey, we need to turn the page on Jeff. But I don't care how bad the quarterbacks are beyond him. We at this point just need someone who can catch the ball, hand it off, and do anything. To, to move the ball forward, like so anything. So to go back to what Matt Rule has asked at halftime, uh, that he never considered taking. Uh, he doubled Sims down out. on the pro- post game yeah. press. In the post game, he doubled down on it, but they were they were going to stick with Sims, and you you know, if you look back to what Matt Rule was saying in the in fall camp, talking about uh, Chubba Purdy. And Henrik Harburg, that he had full confidence in those guys, if that they were called action, that he had full support. Those were obvious lies, right? Because as much as Jeff Sims was hurting this team, especially in that first half, they were not willing to, like what Derek said, even like sit him for a series or two, just to see what the next guy can do. It took Jeff Sims to get injured before that we could uh, see the next quarterback. And I don't know how great it's going to look forward. If Jeff Sims can't return uh, against Northern Illinois, I'm sure tomorrow we'll find out a little bit more when Matt Rule speaks. But, I mean, guys, we have a huge quarterback issue. We have a terrible quarterback situation in Lincoln right now. I mean, the, the starter is bad. No confidence in the backups. I don't even know what the solution is. Derek, what, what would you do? I, I, I'll tell you what, I, I did not think Henrik Harburg played bad at all. I understand he threw two for six, and so that doesn't look good, but he also had a drop pass from Ramir Johnson that was right in his hands, should have caught it. Uh, uh, Maurice Washington, not Maurice Washington, I'm sorry. Uh, Marcus. Marcus Washington had, had, had another drop pass that would have been a little tougher, but was still hit both of his hands, probably should have been caught. And that was a pretty deep pass. Uh, you know, I'll say this, at least, at least Harburg is getting the tight ends involved. Like he threw to Fedoni, got Fedoni his first two catches of the season. Yeah. One of them for a touchdown. Fedoni had you five can say targets. it's in scrub time, whatever, but he did have five targets. You're right. Well, but that was a bad pass to Fedoni in the end zone. That should have been a lot easier touchdown than he made. It should have. And that's fine. But you know what? He got him involved. Well, yeah. And he did complete the pass. Even with the shitty pass, he got to complete. He. You know what? Jeff Sims would have probably thrown an interception in that situation. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, Harburg's not, like... I I'm not saying he's the answer, but I'm telling you, he needs to be a starter in, in next week. Or Chubba. Like, I mean, they, they need or I, alternate quarterback. That's fine. I, I really don't care. I, I got, I'll settle for either one of them at this point. I, I, I made the joke that they could have open tryouts like they did for kicker a couple years ago. Like go replacement style. Like, I is can you still bring in transfer quarterbacks? I don't care. I don't care. I, no, you can't. But I don't care if you start a walk on at this point. Like it, as long as as long as a starting quarterback is not Jeff Sims at this point, I would be like, okay, I'll take this loss. So, so going to the turnovers. So this is what's frustrating to me about the turnovers is Jeff Sims. We all know led the all quarterbacks in turnovers when he came to Nebraska. We heard multiple scrimmages. He led all oh, active players. football players. All active, all, all, active active, all active football players and turnovers. We heard multiple scrimmages that turnovers were an issue. We have now, but we were led. But we got to the point where we were led to believe that it was Anthony Grant that was the problem with the turnovers. Well, and, and Derek, you brought this up. I mean, the, the it is, I, you know, the world's not fair. Not everybody has to live under the exact same rules. I I understand that and. And it's a very fair point you made about Gabe Irvin and Anthony Grant. I, but I get that. I get that. But I mean, we're talking like the world's longest leash compared to a pretty short leash. You you have over twenty starts of evidence, multiple scrimmages. Now two starts under this system of evidence of what Jeff Sims is, and unfortunately, like and, and the thing that bothers me is just goes back to this: the turnovers. Like that's really that frustrating, but he gives you no upside. There is no like, holy crap! Did you see that throw? He threw it twenty five yards and hit someone in the hands. Like he gives you 
did you see that he broke three tackles and ran off? Like, he gives you none of that. Well, I mean, and here's the thing. Like, Tyler, you, you complain about our wide receivers all offseason, and maybe it's rightfully so at this point. But the problem is they're not our problem. Well, you, you can't even assess them at this point. You can't even say. No, because our quarterback is so bad that yeah. we don't even know how bad our, how good or bad our receivers are. I want so, to apologize to Spencer, Spencer Petras. I, I, I feel like we were harsh on him. Uh, like, I would kill for a Spencer Petras right now. Just a guy who doesn't turn the ball over at every opportunity. So we're on pace. We are on pace to break Nebraska's own school record for turnovers. In 1967, we had 40 turnovers. We had 25 fumbles and 15 interceptions. And the turnover margin that year was minus 18. We were at minus six after two games. We were on pace to like crush this record. I want to ask you guys something. We've spent a lot of time talking about Jeff Sims and the quarterback situation. Uh, I, I know it's unfair. You know, a lot of people are saying if Casey Thompson was our quarterback, we'd be 2-0. He's not here, but I do want to ask you this. With the quarterbacks that we do have here today, if Harburg or Purdy had started uh, games one and two, what would our record be? I, I'll go one and one. I, I think we'd probably still lose the Colorado game. Tyler. But but I think we probably at least could have beat beat Minnesota at this point. Yeah, I mean, I would say one and one is a fair. I mean, yeah, I think I, I don't think we beat Colorado. I, I don't think Hartberg beats Colorado. I, I don't think that he has enough firepower. In w- him. Would we have beat Minnesota? I, 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 there's a possibility we could be two and oh. I mean, but there's always that possibility. Look, mm. we talk, we were talking bad about this game, but this game really didn't get out of hand until the fourth quarter. Well, let, and if our offense was anywhere just serviceable, we could have put up some points on them. This was a terrible defense that we did not move the ball well. Well, let's, let's I, I, we didn't run the ball as well as I thought we should have, but it was still working. We had two hundred twenty-two yards rushing. Well, can we talk about the run game a little bit? Because Please, yeah, that's where I, I was headed. I, I was a little bit disappointed with the run game and being in the stands you guys had a chance to rewatch the game i i've done a lot of traveling so i have not got a chance to rewatch the game and also i don't feel like punching myself in the nuts again so i probably won't <laughs> i i thought the offensive line did okay i was a little bit when there was holes i was a little bit like man we couldn't quite get to that second level the way i wanted to maybe the offensive line didn't dominate as much as i thought i I just I left that game thinking, man, I really thought we would have been able to run the ball better because Ramir Johnson added a lot of yards late, but he was I mean going into the fourth he had a quarter four yard run yeah I mean the fourth quarter he was largely unproductive running the football Gabe was good but for having what he finished eighteen carries. 17. 17 carries. And he was averaging 4.4 yards a carry. Which isn't great, but it's not bad. No, it's not great, but it's a first down every three plays. Yeah, I mean, but you, you would have hoped to get him over that five mark for sure. I mean, there was a couple runs that looked like he had a hole. He just couldn't quite break away. Uh, I don't know. I know. What was your assessment? I thought the running game left outside of Jeff Sims left a little bit to be desired. I didn't think the offensive line looked good at all. I mean, what did we hear... Headed into the game. Everybody was saying this, that we will be able to run all over Colorado. And they were like, they were getting us in the backfield. 31 yards lost on tackles for loss. This, the the offensive line, they did not do great. They did not dominate that. I'm, I'm doing air quotes here for the listeners. The smaller defensive line that we should have manhandled. We did not manhandle them at all. But But I will say this. Again, according you look at the PFF grades, and where did the problem come from? Pass blocking. The left side. Left side, yeah, left so- side and pass blocking. But, uh, I mean, yeah, the, I mean, the offensive I, line isn't good. Uh, Donnie Rayola. I'm, I'm not calling them great. I'm not, I'm not calling them great. I, no, I, they're, they're, you they're can't even great. call them good. They're not good. They're, they're barely serviceable. I, I don't know if I'd go quite that far. Look, but, I t- I'm telling but, you but, guys, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. As much as Jeff Sims needs to be benched, so does Turner Corcoran. Sure. He needs to be benched. Maybe I, left tackle is not his spot. 
It's just not. Let's talk about the the. I mean, with uh, Colorado's defensive line. I mean, they have to be in the like the bottom third of defensive lines that we're going to face this year, right? They have to be. You would think. And if we got manhandled that much against Colorado, it's going to be. It's going to hey, be a long I, again, ass season. I bad just, quarterback I, play, I, bad offensive line. I mean, there there, there was definitely no plays stars that we got offense. hit. We got there was definitely play again. The, the offensive line. I I think my assessment and again. I maybe I do need to go back and watch. But my assessment there in person was like, man, this offensive line clearly looks improved from last year. There were some holes that their I pass, felt. Their pass. I'll say this. I think their pass blocking has improved outside of Corcoran. Uh, but the run blocking's not. There was some good holes for Gabe Irvin. There was multiple plays where he got to that second level. They have their moments, but they're not consistent enough to be considered a good offensive line. But, and, and, and again, I know we're trying to get off the Justins, but how much of that is the complete lack of a threat in the passing game? It has a lot to do with it. When you can load the box, to do with it. like the, what, what they were doing, it, it's tough. That was their game plan from get go. Or it was load the box and make Jeff Sims beat you with his arm. Or Lakes. We're gonna get some picks. You couldn't even. And like, unfortunately, they didn't even have to get picks because he was just dropping the ball. But like, Je- but Jeff wasn't <laughs> even a threat running the ball really on Saturday. Like he, outside of one play, no. Yeah, I mean, he he didn't even like like they could just hound like follow the running backs consistently because they weren't even scared of him holding on to the ball. They they didn't even have a fear of him like. I think they were sitting there saying, well, if he runs out of the pocket, like, what's the worst he's going to do? Go six yards? Like, I just think that they, there was no fear of Jeff Sims in that game. And, I don't know, maybe that's, I just, I, I was, I left a little bit, dis, like, offensive line was definitely part of it. But that, I thought the running game as a whole, uh, completely underdeveloped. I mean, again, we thought our running backs was arguably the strength of this team. I think at one point in time, one of us had said the running backs was the best room on this roster. And I I just... It's, it's tough not. behind that offensive line. Hey, can, we have a lot to get into. Uh, I do want to talk about a bright spot here. Uh, I thought Billy Kemp, I thought he had a pretty darn good game. We finally got to see Kemp in some action. He was some making some extraordinary catches out there. Uh we finally get to see what the coaches were talking about there. Derek, you've been a big fan of Kemp. I mean, what were your thoughts here seeing him in action? I, he looked good. I mean, I, the guy had seven targets, had five catches. And I the, the two that weren't caught, weren't drop passes, weren't his fault. Uh, the yards after catch, he's shifty. I mean, I think he's shiftier than Tyler ever thought he was going to be. I, he he made some moves that I was like, all right. He was he was a bright spot in this D in this offense. So were the tight ends. The tight the tight ends. Borkertcher had a couple good catches and had some good yards after the catch. Uh, Fedoni finally showed up in the game. I, I I mean, he was thrown to five times and caught two. Is this a hot take? So, Is Borkertcher more athletic than Fedoni? I don't think he's more athletic. I just think he's more reliable. Tyler. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd go that far. I think okay. I think Borker is more ac- athletic than people Borker would have given him. Yeah. Would have given him uh, more athletic than people gave him uh, kudos for. I, I will say this: there wasn't any specific play that I noticed, but uh, Thomas Fedoni's uh, run block grade was phenomenal. It was like an eighty-five. Was it? Yeah, I mean, he, 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 so in the in the run in the run game, he was doing his job really well. Uh. Yeah, so the offense, clearly a lot of improvement needs to be made there. The quarterback situation is a mess. We're going to talk about the quarterbacks uh, again on Tuesday night when we record our Northern Illinois preview. But let's move to defense. Defense, they were the bright spot, uh, especially the first half. They look good. Uh, before we get into it, I got I to gotta talk about a guy, uh, Makai Bayer. Uh, he's a sophomore, got his first action this this year. I mean, he is, as a young player, he's kind of like this year's version of Ernest Hausman a little bit, right? Unknown player. I mean, not, not a freshman, but a young player coming in 
And this guy was not expected to, you know, really be on the depth chart. And he had, uh, I don't have it up there in front of me, but I think he had like the third most uh, snaps on defense. I mean, the dude was all over the field making plays. Looking good, Derek. What do you think? Loved it. I Bayer was an extreme bright spot. Uh, but again, the, the whole defense was a bright spot. I, I'm going to bring up another guy that I didn't even think would see the field this year. Riley Van Poppel. Yeah. Uh, he, he was in the game early. He got a sack towards the end of the game. And I just want to bring this up because we're only two games in. I get it. But you realize we're ranked number one in the country right now in sacks? Yeah. Of course, having eight sacks in this game really helped that stat. But talk about bright spots. We had eight sacks in this game. And a lot of those came in the second half. So I know everybody's going to sit there and look at the second half and go, well, yeah, but they gave up a lot of yards, gave up a lot of points. And that's fair. Uh, I, but I, I think when you sit here and watch that offense struggle as much as they did, there becomes a point where the defense is like, we're doing our job. What more do you want? I, it just got to the point where I was like, and, and, and the thing is, they didn't really give up. They did get burned there in the second half a little bit, but they were still coming up with some sacks. They were still coming up with tackles for loss. Uh, the coverage got a little bit, little bit more uh, soft there in the second half. And I think a lot of that had to do with the zone that we were running. Uh, but, but I'll say this. like Matt Rule is a man of his word on the defense, at least, because he said he wanted to play a lot of players, and they did do that. There was a lot of defensive players, a lot of players getting snaps. And I'm not talking five or six snaps. I'm talking a lot of guys getting 10, 15, 20 snaps. So it's good to see that. The defense, as far as I'm concerned, played as good as they could have in this game. I, I just I, I don't know what more anybody could possibly want them to do. If, if our offense could have done what they did in the first half. So I was I, here's the thing. I wanted to bring this up. In the first half, we held the ball 9 minutes and 16 seconds in the first quarter uh, and 8 minutes and 47 seconds in the second quarter. In the second half, we held it for 5 minutes and 14 seconds and 6 minutes and 24 seconds. So, yeah, when, I mean – as long as our offense is doing something to, to keep the defense a little bit rested, they're playing phenomenal ball. Unfortunately, you just can't do it all game long. All right, Tyler. We forced, we forced four punts in that first half, which is more than Colorado punted all last week. Unfortunately, in the second half, we didn't get that opportunity. But it was just, I don't know. The defense, I thought, was... Great. I, I, I'll give them an A across the board. Yeah. I do have to uh, fact check myself. I said something incorrectly. Mikai Bear, he, he had second most snaps at linebacker, not on defense. Uh, Tyler, your thoughts on defense? I mean, <clears throat> everything, I, I, I would overall agree with you guys. I don't know if I have a lot to add. I thought Cameron Lenhart is another insanely oh, yeah. great bright spot on this team. Uh, my uh, kudos to my father-in-law for this observation, and, and I think there's some truth to it. I think in the second half he started to play less when Ty Robinson came back, and I think you need to keep him on the field. I I think you I saw notice him all over in that first half. He's fast, and he is athletic. He is the real deal. We have many great years ahead with him, but as a whole, this defense looked really good. Um, I you know I I. I if you're gonna nitpick, I do think they broke down in the second half. And Derek, if if it's the answer is they were frustrated with the lack of offense, I think that that is a attitude adjustment that they need to get over because they I'm gonna tell get you used this, to it. <laughs> it's it's not gonna be better. I mean, there is nothing coming around. And I, I don't know if it's an attitude thing as much as a, we're wearing out. Maybe, but then that's an issue too. I mean, you rotated a lot of guys. I mean, mental fatigue, whatever it is. They definitely dropped off in the second half, which it didn't matter because we had no prayer of coming back with our offense. But they, they didn't even, I think they kind of took it out of the hands where there was even an op- opportunity to. And again, not that we would have. Overall, it, it was a really good game. I mean, when Colorado's first score, fact check me here, was it with like, they didn't score in the first quarter, right? 
No. They, they, and so it was, it was midway through the second quarter when they finally had their first score, and it was off of a turnover. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it, was off, it was off of Jeff Sims' second turnover. I, I, and that was his interception. Uh, no, that was another fumble. I thought it was his interception. They got their first no, score off fumble. of no, it was a fumble because after that, I think the very next drive, uh, the announcers were even talking about how Matt Rule needs to find another quarterback because Jeff Sims is not getting it done. And the very next play, he threw the interception. And then the very next play after that, they threw the touchdown interception or th- threw the touchdown. So, yeah, I guess. So when you look at this, I, I just the defense, the first half was as good of a defense as we've seen in a very long time in Nebraska. The second half, they wore down a little bit. Uh, there's a ton to like on this defense. I think the secondary continues to play well. Omar Brown continues to be a bright spot. Uh, I thought Luke Reimer looked good. I mean, again, across the board, Nash looked good. I, I mean, there's a lot of players I thought were really impactful. This defense is going to be good throughout the year. I, I guess when you watch them, are they good enough? I, I think that's what I was trying to put this in perspective are they a good enough defense like if you go back to like the early Bo Pelini era and you remember when we had Zach Lee and we were just so inept on offense not this bad but we were inept on offense by the way just another offensive stat that I looked up in my lifetime through two games we have never scored less points in the first two games so it's the least potent offense in my uh... lifetime we, I mean, maybe back in the... I'm not talking about back in the 90s, but in recent history, have we played two teams as strong as what the two teams we've played as? I mean... No, and that's is, a good point. As far as this and goes, on the road, this is a brutal and, and, schedule being on the road twice against two Power 5 teams. Yeah, but... One of them, one of them of which had the most momentum in the world going for them. Yeah, but they're... But they're not known for their defense. I that's fair. I just the, the facts are the facts. We have never scored no, less that's points. Fine. That's and I don't think it's even that close. I, I don't even think we've got through two games and not scored thirty points. And we I mean I mean like it's 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 bad. But you're right, maybe opponents are bad. It, it's bad. But but the question is are we No, do, I was still I was offense is still worse than ours. I, but, I looked it up. But is it but we do we have an Iowa caliber defense? Because no, I don't no. think we have that. And that's the problem but we, is, but I do want to talk about where we're ranked on, on defense a little bit before we move on. Uh, so scoring defense, we're 75th. We're mi- middle of the board. We're ninth in rush defense right now. And I get it. Not a lot. The t- two teams we face haven't really been running the ball a lot. Uh, but we're, we're only averaging 56 yards a game. Right, that's pretty good run defense. Yeah. Uh, 114th in pass defense. But I want to stick up for that a little bit because... We're 124th in pass attempts from our opponents. And only six teams are the six teams that are below us, or nine teams below us, six of them have played three games that have had more attempts attempted on them. The other three below us are Stanford, Iowa, and South Florida that have had more attempts thrown at them besides Nebraska. Yeah, I... I- yeah, I mean that's so right. I, I mean the two teams that we've played have just been trying to throw the ball a ton at us, forty-four times per game. I mean, and it, and it was exactly that forty-four for. But they're Minnesota, but they're both having for decent but. success doing it. I mean, it, it get it's still really good defense. I just I guess my my in perspective where I'm trying to go We're only is, averages six point seven yards per per completion though, and that's adequate. Not, I mean it's it's average. I mean it's. I I just that's I guess my thing is I think this defense is going to continue having to improve. Like, yes, they were the bright spot. Yes, they played well. They, I mean, they did their part in a lot of ways. They're, they still have to continue to get better if we have they, any They hope. do, they do, but it's something to build off of. Yes. The, the this defense, defense is something to build off The defense will get bat, better when they're not out there for so many plays. I mean, they will, they Nebraska will ran 63 plays on offense. Defense was out there 77 plays. But but they, but they, it was the time of possession was about equal. I mean, I understand it was a lot of look passing at the, Look at the number of plays. But, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't... I think that the defense... I you If, if your excuse is that the offense isn't going to help them out, then this defense... They have to adjust for it. And the, the reason they will get better is not because the offense is going to do something to make it better. I, I think it's because you look how many people are playing in their first meaningful snaps at Nebraska. Sure. Like, I mean, Bullock, uh, 
uh, Lenhart. I mean, there's I, I I'm gonna leave people off, but so many people. Omar Brown he played a little bit last year, but a lot of these guys that we're talking about here uh, are playing their first real football in Nebraska, and unlike Jeff Sims, who has 20 starts and should be about the best version of himself that you could be, this defense could get better because you have a lot of guys that are, I mean, help Malcolm Hartzog's like on his ninth start. Like he's going to continue to get better. And, and he has struggled to us to an extent so far this year. He hasn't been as uh, dynamic, but he, I don't think, I mean, he's no, played fine. He's played fine, but he's played fine. Uh, defense did make a few mistakes in the fact that, uh, so, out of the 24 Colorado first downs, three of them were from penalties. Now, one of them was a sideline penalty from uh, Prasca. Uh, but the other two How, were, were big. Let's let's talk about that for a minute. How odd is it that a player on the sideline gets flagged for a penalty? He never even got in the game, and he had a 15-yard penalty. <laughs> I mean... But but the penalty was kind of a BS penalty. It, like, it, pro- it probably was. I, I it, They called it whatever, but... It, that penalty was very tic-tacky. I mean, it was bad. I want to talk about the other two penalties, though. The fourth and five jump off sides yeah. and give them a first down. Like, you can't have that. Uh, and then the other one was a pass interference in the end zone where he gave him a first down on the two-yard line. Probably don't need that. Um, just, just dumb penalties. And it's got to get cleaned up. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that we need to clean up, uh, especially on offense. Defense needs to get better at third down. Uh, third down. Oh, and that's so agonizing. So let's talk about special teams here. Uh, let's talk about special teams and get out of here. Special teams was a huge bright spot for us in game one. They were they received an A and across the board. This time, maybe not so much. Derek, what happened here? You know... It's a game of inches. They said it on. They they always say that, right? It's a game of inches. But man, you miss a forty-five yard field goal. That literally, if you're an inch or two inch more inside, it probably bounces off the upright into the uprights, and, and and it's good. The problem is, you probably don't need to be hitting the upright. You probably need to make that field goal. It's a forty-five yard field goal, and I I, I remember I remember growing up and. A 45-yard field goal back in the day was like, that's a pretty long field goal. And I'm not going to call it a chip shot, but it's an average field goal that you should make. I, I will never call a 45-yard field goal a chip shot. It's, it's That's not fair. But it's one that you need to make. And then there was no punt returns, which, I, to be fair, I don't think there was any returnable punts. Uh, I, I uh, Ramirez Johnson did have a Tw- somewhat decent return on kickoffs. Yeah, twenty-three, twenty-three yarder. Yeah, but most of the kickoffs were in the end zone. They weren't returnable. Uh, but yeah, overall, especially Bushini. Bushini went from hero to well, I'm not gonna call him Caleb Lightborn yet. But is he hurt? Is, is there... I don't, I don't know. But to average thirty-five yards a punt's not good. I, I wonder. I don't know. I, I've heard some rumblings that he didn't look good before the game. Maybe he's. I, don't know, I hope. Not that I hope that he's hurt, but I hope that's an excuse to why the punts weren't looking that good. Uh, I don't know. And, and here's the thing. I, <laughs> really, unfortunately, he only had four punts. Yeah. Well, I mean, when, when you and turn the only the reason it's unfortunate is because you turned the ball yeah. over too many times. Turn it over four times, so you don't have to punt. Tyler, let's get you in here and talk about special teams. I mean, I think that everything Derek said is true. I think you guys alluded to it. I don't think it was a bad game, special teams. Um, you know, 45 yards is, I still think, a 45-yarder. I... I I don't mind missing going over one for 45 is not an indictment on it. Punning was poor, but definitely you, you mentioned Caleb Lightborn. It's, it's a far cry from that. Uh, um, I said, I wasn't going to call him Caleb. Lightborn. You, you mentioned his born. name yeah, in the same. Essentially you did, <laughs> but 
this is the same argument I had with the defense is like like it, it defense was obviously much better than the special teams but this game one thing that I walked away with is obviously I understood like okay Jeff Sims isn't the guy I also understood that our offense is going to give no support to this team that you need our special teams and our defense to be great so to have a below average game that is going to cost us down the stretch. They they have to get that cleaned up, and we have talked a lot. I'll about, agree with you on that. And it has to not only be average. Like we're going to need long punt returns, and we're going to need kickoff returns because we're not going to be able to routinely drive the ball seventy five yards on teams. That that there is just no path out there for that. And so, yeah, I, I mean, as we leave here, I hope everyone kind of found this there you know their therapy and they therapeutic they, therapeutic the you're looking for that thank you uh <laughs> and, and I, you know i hope that you go through it but like i and i and i know we talked a lot about bad about jeff sims and like let's just i mean hopefully this goes without saying this is not a personal shot at him i i actually blame matt rule i i put more blame on matt rule on than anything else on this because i this the he struggled at the NFL level, and I know we're not allowed to talk about Matt Rule's NFL time. Like, that doesn't count. But he's the guy who ran Sam Darnold out there, and he kept doing this quarterback evaluation. Like, I don't know what he's looking at when he watches some of these guys, but the fact that he got through the fall and said, yeah, this is good. I mean, he should have been begging Casey to say. Like, he should have been begging logan to stay like in all seriousness though had casey thompson been here in this type of offense would he i mean would he have been healthy for the entire year or would he be just like jeff sims is and hurt in game two i but but i don't think that the i don't think the pressure has been that bad i don't think jeff sims has been getting knocked over we're asking jeff sims to essentially just hand the ball over if we had Casey, yes, we would lose a little bit of the Jeff Sims run game, which has not been overly impressive. But what we would gain is a guy who could throw it more than 10 yards down the field and pose a little bit of a threat. So, I, I, and I'm not making Casey Thompson out to be the greatest quarterback Nebraska's ever had. And I think revisionist history is making him out to be a little bit better than he was. But, I mean, he's clearly a substantially better quarterback than Jeff Sims. So to answer your question, I don't know. Maybe he would get hurt. Maybe he wouldn't. But in two games, we would definitely have a better opportunity for a threat of a pass, which hey, we have none of that. Jeff Sims, he's uh, batting a hundred percent, batting a thousand percent there for uh, passes under ten yards. You think the spring game is going to, or not the spring game, the screen game is going to emerge a little bit more down the road? Here we go. It's Scott Frost all over again. I mean, do, I, I he's throwing too many screen games. He's not throwing enough screen. It's all, oh, it's all about the screens. I, I don't know if Jeff Sims is capable know. of completing screens. I think screens require touch and to like you have to kind of he, fake he, it. He, he did have one to Ramirez Johnson last week. I don't. Th- I think if he put the the ball in the money, Ramirez Johnson probably gets some yards out of it. But he didn't. But he didn't. But Ramirez Johnson did catch it, and I think lost two yards. Because I, I think that because a screen game, you kind of have to fake it a little bit. You have to kind of look away from your primary receiver for a second. <laughs> and, and these are things I, we're being too compli- It's too complicated. And I'm being serious. Like I just I don't. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me there's a bright spot when you watch him play. No, there's not. But I don't know if I see any bright spots after him either. It's like. I mean, it's it's the uh, same thing. He, when, but, but here's the thing: like he's the weatherman. He's gonna keep getting put out there, and eventually he's gonna look good doing it. Yeah, you think so? And then everybody's gonna go, "Oh, well, okay, maybe this is the real Jeff Sims." But I got bad news for you: he's gonna be wrong again. Hey, you know what? I'm always reminded of uh, Adrian Martinez, Luke McCaffrey. You know, Adrian Martinez was struggling. Fans, <clears throat> me, wanted to see Luke McCaffrey. He gets out there. It's like, holy shit. That's why we haven't seen that guy. But but it's different, though. Because there, there's degrees of struggling, Justin. Like, there, 
like Adrian's worst game. Like, if you want to go back and talk about one of Adrian's worst games, oh no, 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 yeah, I get it from there. I get, I get it from that. Like, like there, there was yeah. never a point when it was like, like, like Adrian's bad games and struggle games were like, holy, like that would be the best game ever. Someone uh, sent out a tweet, and I, I don't remember who said this, so I can't even like say this, but someone's like, hey, all you people saying you want Casey Thompson back, did you see what he did on Saturday? He threw for 186 yards and two interceptions. You know what my what I told my buddy? God, I wish we could get that. That would be amazing if we could only have two turnovers and 186 yards passing. That would be amazing. At the end of the like, day, a loss is a loss. It doesn't matter. It, it does. It does though. The no, reason it why doesn't. It, do you no, feel reason, better about that three point loss against Minnesota? No, of course you don't. You lost. But the, but the the reason why it makes a difference is because right now the Big Ten West. And really, the our upcoming schedule with Michigan State, the events that went on there, like there should be winnable games come October on this schedule. So yes, maybe in the immediacy of like, yeah, we're zero and two, and that sucks. But you at least you could sit there and say, well, at least there's something to build on. And right now, I mean, Northern Illinois, there will be an opportunity to get a little bit of momentum, and we'll talk about that game in detail, but. Like, yes, I would feel better if our quarterback could throw for 150 yards. That would make me feel better. All right, guys, that's going to end it for us tonight. Uh, Hey, listeners, if you like this new format that we're doing with the game reaction on Sunday nights and then doing a game preview, hey, let us know. If you like it or hate it, just let us know. This is new for us. Uh, give us feedback. We always appreciate feedback. Special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuscast on Twitter, at Husker Cuscast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button. And don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. As always, go Big Red. Go Big Red.